Hey, America, start, start listening, listening now. now. What a beautiful uh, chorus we are. It's episode three of the reviews. In honor, uh, let's just say, uh, one of the songs that we'll be reviewing in relation. Everyone, who's your favorite Edgar? Uh, I'm going to have to go with King Edgar the Peaceful. I think he was the, the grandfather of, of Edward the Confessor, so one of those Kings of Wessex types. He seems like sure. a like he would have been a cool dude. Mine's Edgar Bergen, the ventriloquist. Eric? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go, it, a bit of a stretch, I know, but I'm going to say mm-hmm. former New York Mets infielder Edgardo Alfonso. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Derek? Sorry, was there a bit written for this? And welcome to another Edgar episode of 12 Edgars from Edgar, a, an Edgar podcast from Edgar, the country that Edgar. I'm Edgar. I'm Derek. <laughs> I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. We can't keep this going for too long. Impossible. <laughs> sure we, Edgar. <laughs> I've been rewatching the uh, uh, the Good Place, and so we've every single time I see the Derek on Good Place, it's just Derek. And sorry, Derek, <laughs> really, really Derek this one up. I really Derek it up. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something about mother forking shirt balls, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not let's not mince around. Sam, hit him with the socials before hit him with the we Edgars. dive into this week. Hit him with the Edgars, well, yeah. Hit him with the Edgars. Yeah, well, you can find us on all the standard social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter. We're on YouTube. We have a Redbubble page. Just find us, 12PointsUSA, or just email us directly at 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com. If you have any questions or you just want your opinions heard, let us know. We would love to hear from you. If you would like to support us more directly, we do have a Patreon. We are so, so grateful to our Patreon subscribers. They have early access access to all of our episodes, uh, access to special content. We just put out a reaction piece to the running order that is a Patreon exclusive. And I'd like to welcome one of our newest Patreons, Mike Collier, who just joined us in the past couple of weeks. Welcome to the family, Mike. We are so, so grateful for all of you. But honestly, even if you don't, we're still grateful that you follow us anyway. If you are listening to us via Switch Radio Europe, welcome to the family. We are so, so thankful to Switch for having us as part of their team as well. And if not, then check out Switch Radio Europe. They've got Eurovision content. If you're if you're missing more Eurovision content in your life, which this time of year is pretty much impossible, but if you still want more, go to Switch Radio Europe. They've got everything that you need. I think it's time for us to introduce our honored guest for yeah. this week. I'm so, so happy to have a friend of the show, a, a admirable trivia adversary that we actually faced off, three of us actually faced off against uh, just a couple of weeks ago in our online quiz league. It's Dude Points, the one, hello. the only. Hi, well, hello, hello. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I mean, we should probably start this off with a simple basic elevator speech. Who the heck are you? <laughs> Hi, my name is Dude. I run DudePoints.fun, which is a Eurovision blog. It looks at entries from a feminist viewpoint and from a nitpicking viewpoint and just basically follow it if you want to know when to take the pee breaks for the shows. And you're also fabulous on Twitter, I have to say as well. <laughs> so you could definitely, people can definitely follow Dude there as well. So uh, as as we could probably tell by your accent, you are American born, is that correct? Yep. Uh, Woo! Originally, woo, <laughs> woohoo, USA number one! Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in diabetes maybe <laughs> so um, i'm originally from philadelphia but i've lived in the uk now for over a decade yeah very cool so that puts you in the very special and enviable position that you've not only appeared on jeopardy here in the u.s but and and i am seething with envy 
the fact that you were also very recently on this most recent series of Only Connect, which for me is like the pinnacle. It is indeed the best game show on television. When I first saw it, I said, this is ridiculous. How does anybody know these answers? And now I've been on it. So it's 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 a lot of fun. So, I mean, how do you feel that the world of trivia and your experiences with trivia and your love of Eurovision, do you feel that those two kind of bleed into each other, that one informs the other? Or how, how does that relationship work for you? Most of the time, yes. It didn't last year when I had to leave Turin early to go film Only Connect. Um, so... <laughs> oh. I, oh, no. I, uh, I went to um, the jury show on Wednesday night, spent a day taking trains across Europe, and then was in Cardiff for Friday morning taping. But it was a it was a great experience. And I think the thing that I love about trivia and Eurovision is that you get a lot of obsessive people, and I say obsessive in the best way. So there is a huge overlap. I know a lot of trivia fans are Eurovision fans, but it is nice to see people who are so passionate about something. And it's also really good. I'm autistic, and it's nice to be able to just dispense with small talk immediately and either go into talking about songs you love or talking about questions you hate. <laughs> it's it's, it's the a nerd comforting... overlap. It's all about statistics. You know, <laughs> we all like a show that we can mathematicize. So I, I have a question. Uh, what is it like to be in a room with Victoria Corin Mitchell? <laughs> Amazing. And Thank I God. think, yeah, she, she is phenomenal. And she wears the best shoes, which you can't see on TV. But she always looks flawless, but her shoes are impeccable. Uh, that's, yeah, that's so a... weird because I always imagine her just wearing like Keds or something. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> job to have when your shoe game is on point. Like she should, uh, I don't know, WNBA or... Uh... I don't know. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, that you weren't like, oh, once the cameras are off, she's the worst. She's super nice to all the contestants. Only Connect is, is a fabulous show to film because everybody is nice, including your competitors. So everybody chats backstage. You make friends up on a ridiculously chatty, in a good way, WhatsApp group with everybody who's been on this season. So yeah, it's a great experience. Oh, that's so cool. Now I'm even more envious. It's not, ah. And it's one of those shows that probably wouldn't work for the for a U.S. market. Like, there have been shows that have done incredibly well imported from the U.K. into the U.S. Like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is probably the greatest example. But, like, we couldn't even get Taskmaster right. Like, I, ah. Terrible. Ah. Ah heartbreaking. Uh, so so focusing a little bit more about your relationship with Eurovision and with music, what were some of your earliest Eurovision memories? Like as somebody growing up in the US, it's probably a later, were you a bit of a later bloomer when it came to this? A much later bloomer. I think I remember the 2010 Anthony Lane article in the New Yorker. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I moved to the UK and the first Eurovision after I moved here was 2012 Baku. And mm. once I saw Laureen's performance, I just happened to be watching TV that night. And once I saw Laureen's performance, I was like, what is this and how do I get more of it? And then it slowly kind of just happened and then in 2016 I was like oh I can actually get tickets to this so then I ended up going to Stockholm and it's been all uphill or downhill from there depending on how, how you would rate your vision obsessiveness yeah <laughs> do you find your taste sort of aligning with the UK do you find yourself rooting for the UK or is it more of just you loving what you love it's more me loving what I love my musical instrument like I I it sounds ridiculous to be like I came up but like I came up in the in hardcore and 
emo. So for a lot of this, it's really about finding some of the weirder songs in the competition that I really relate with. But then I also really dig the pop girlies and, you know, their emotions. So I think the thing I love about Eurovision is that it's got something in there every year, which I'm absolutely going to fall in love with. Well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully one of those songs will be on today's roster. Oh, I see you. I see you motioning that there might be multiple. Okay. Okay. In that case, we're going to have a great episode. Let's just run through the, the order here. We are going to be talking about Estonia, Denmark, Croatia, Switzerland, San Marino, and Austria. So I have a feeling we've got a lot to talk about. So why don't we just launch in to our first song? And that would be Alika with the song Bridges from Estonia. Derek, could you play us a little clip of that? All right, that is a clip of Bridges by Alika representing Estonia. She is going to be performing in the fourth slot in semifinal two. She came to prominence as the winner of season eight of Esti Otsip Superstari, or basically Estonian Idol, in 2021. That makes her the fourth winner of Estonian Idol to go to Eurovision after Birgit Oigemel, Oit Lepland, and Yuri Potsman. She actually won that final with 71.8% of the votes, which is really very impressive. It was a bit more of a hard final contest at Lao this year, but we have got Alika representing the nation. So dude, what are your thoughts on Estonia this year? I guess Alika it? Bum bum. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. I was thought the rest of the episode's gonna be like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you love it. I hope Come so. in with the fun. <laughs> I went to Estilau this year for the final because I really loved Milik. And <gasps> I so wanted... did we. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. I was uh, a little worried that Milik wasn't going to make it to Eurovision and I wanted to see them live. So I, I went to go see it. Although they're now performing live, they're doing additional shows in Estonia. So it sounds like they're going to be a band uh, that keeps going, which is great. But Bridges is, it's, I mean, it's a sad girl song. We don't have many of them this year, so that's a nice thing. It's beautifully performed. It's got a good hook. I think the only issue I have is I don't really know what it's about. It seems like the lyrics are a collection of cliches that have kind of been mashed together into a song. It's And it's not about civil engineering, so that that's a downer for me. <laughs> Eric, what say you? Well, I thought it was about Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah, I, uh, there really isn't much like this this year. And it, it feels like a bit more of a bit of fresh air than it would otherwise, I think. A big rip in peace to, to Neelik, though. Like, that was mm. that was so good. That was so, so, so good. If you haven't heard it, it's to you, T-U-J-U. It's the closest thing to, like, traditional American power pop I've probably ever heard in a national final. It's so good. Anyway, this song is, you know, whatever. No, uh, it's, this is the other one. I, I had said this about Evita Monk uh, last week, but it, it has that, kind of Lady Gaga energy, especially towards the end, especially in the way that it builds, especially in the way that her voice evolves over the, over the course of the song and, and gets bigger and stronger, basically. And I, I really love that build. Building bridges is the best part of the song. What semi is this in, too? Oh, yeah, this will get through then. <laughs> this is really well done. It's, it's something that I think in, in a lot of years would feel a bit 
samey potentially depending on the rest of the field but i think they really did a good job of picking this song obviously they didn't know that it was going to have the potential to stand out more than a song like this usually would but i'm really happy that this is here and and she's a phenomenal singer really 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 amazing so uh i think this is going to do really well i think this could be a i'm not going to say go full proud and like win a televote or or, or not a te- jury but why do i always mess these up i don't think it's going to win a vote <laughs> but i think this has potential to to surprise a bit I, I think this is really, really, really well done and really good. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I think this is a straightforward classic ballad that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I think in almost any other year, surrounded by other ballads, it would kind of lose some of that power. But because this is really the only one of its type, it really kind of does stand out on its own merits. And yeah, the lyrical content's not the most innovative or or or, or risky or anything like that. But the vocals are incredibly solid. You know, I get less you know Lady Gaga and a lot more Adele you know the, the the sort of old trope from the UK is oh we could send Adele and still come in last place it's like well this is about as close to about as close to a comparison as we're gonna get at least this year that sort of powerhouse female emotional ballad it doesn't need a ton of bells and whistles it's kind of just standing there on its own merits and I think for what it is and this is not normally the the genre that I respond to but this this sticks with me again I am also gutted that it's not to you by me like in this in the spot here but you know sometimes we can't have nice things and frankly in a year with so many male fronted bands would to you have stood out as much as it did yes to us okay maybe <laughs> fine so yeah there's uh, this is this is is elegant simplicity and sometimes there is a space for that so i'm i'm feeling pretty good about the song's qualification chances it's not it, it's not the immediate pow of a lot of others but sometimes you need a slow burn and this is this is serving that up so i'm i'm in favor of this derek what do you think hmm, i'm gonna be that guy today huh? just for this song maybe oh, for this no. song maybe this song somebody's gotta highly, be this song is highly polished mediocrity and i think in any other year if there were other ballads i think the other ballads would easily outshine this except in the area of performance watching her sing live she is phenomenal i think she hits all of her notes and just puts a lot of energy into it she's really phenomenal and the song itself is just mm, there's just nothing really special about it i'm not saying it's necessarily bad but it's just kind of okay and it's and it's the style of thing that we've seen so many times before and i think it lucked into there not being anything else like it this year Mm. but even then it's still like well we have so many of these already it's hard for me to really think oh yeah this is going to stand out and people are really going to get into this or are they going to be like, oh, hey, it's that that thing again? Okay. I can see this qualifying. I don't necessarily think it's going to do spectacularly well in the televote necessarily. And then in the final, I would love to see her do something else. And I, I feel like I say this every single year. There's an artist that shows a tremendous amount of talent and then has a song that's, I think, kind of beneath them. And Derek hates. <laughs> not necessarily I hate it. I just think, God, I wish she had something really interesting. You know, and we we also had like kind of okay artists with like really ambitious songs that I think, oh man, I wish you were a little bit better at this. <laughs> this song would really hit it. I got nothing against this, and I always kind of pull for Estonia. I'm there were like three other songs at Estee Lauer I really liked this year, mm. and I thought this one was kind of this felt like a little bit of a safer choice 
for them. But, you know, I, I don't think they need to worry too much. Danny, take us home. It's tough for me to bring a value judgment on this song because I'm constantly torn between liking it and not giving it the time of day. And there are three reasons for that. The first is that I love Estonia and want Estonia to do well because Estonia will do literally everything. Estonia has sent every type of song to the contest and it's frankly really staggering. They will send opera pop and uh, cowboy hoedown rock and then this. Which brings it to my second point. I can't help but feel like this is like Sarah Bareilles if she really just wanted to phone it in with a ballad. Like it is kind of, it is kind of just piano driven ballad kind of genericness. But, and then I'll finish it with this. Whenever I listen to this song, I'm always struck by the fact that while the lyrics might be kind of simple, there's a sort of immediate message to them that I think does something really brilliant. So the lyrical content of this song is all about like having the courage to admit to yourself that sometimes you have to go home, that sometimes you have to seek comfort and go somewhere safe. But the tone of the music of this song is very like, almost like melancholy struggle like it has a rather uplifting and positive message that is couched in this rather gloomy and striking mood and i I, i'm always struck by that that's like very a very unconventional choice it's very strange to me and i like strange but i'm also torn by the other two things so it's very difficult for me to say i love this and i'm certainly not going to say i hate this because it's not ireland and everything that's that i juxtapose (laughs) next to ireland is just going to be perfectly fine to me so (laughs) play this before ireland and after ireland and I'm going to have two different opinions on it. <laughs> it's like tofu. It just takes the flavor of whatever's around it. Or it's, you yeah, know. you got to have it with something. And so Estonia might do very well. What is this one sandwiched between in its semifinal? Yeah, so that, like I said, is running fourth in semifinal two. Immediately following Romania, Dejite by Theodor Andre, and mm-hmm. before but, Gustav because of you. Say, it's before Belgium. I have to wonder yeah. if those two might help each other out just by juxtaposition. I don't know. We talked about Gustav last time, how I love it. And so I I just don't know. I just don't know. Let's, let's move on. Being after Romania seems... Yes, probably pretty good spot. But I think that's just my my verdict is I don't know. I don't know about this song. Does anybody else need to say their piece on Estonia or shall we roll on to song number two on today's show? Yeah, number two. All right. So uh, let's hop over to Denmark with Riley with the song Breaking My Heart. Derek, let's hear a clip. Okay, that is Riley from Denmark with Breaking My Heart. He is opening up semifinal two. A little bit of info on him. He's 25 years old. As far as I can tell, he is the first Faroese contestant, resident of the Faroe Islands, or at least from the Faroe Islands, at Eurovision, which is very, very cool. I'm still waiting for Denmark to send a Greenlander, and and finally my dream of getting Nanook at the competition will come true. But for now, at least the Faroese are getting some representation. He released his first LP back in 2021. His popularity kind of exploded from that. He currently has almost 11 million followers on TikTok right now. But now, it's it's him and the music. Forget about the TikTok. Let's just look at him on the 
the merits of Breaking My Heart. So, dude, what do you think? Um, well, the first thing is, what is his skincare regime? Because if this guy is 25 <laughs> years old, like, give me some of that fountain of youth. It's got the skin of a nine-year-old. Like, what's going it's, on here? Like, there's n- this, this kid has never experienced acne. Like, it's it's probably some sort of rare formulation of Faroe's puffin milk and 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 literally sea salt constant scrubs. Sea sp- exactly, it's a sea spray constant. Yeah, there's <laughs> literally the something, literally something in the water. Mm. It's all those, all those. Uh, what is it? Fishermen always have smooth, pristine skin. Yeah, that's what you no. associate with the sailors. Just slather yourself in salmon grease and just have at it. <laughs> Can we stop now, please? This is going places. For I the love Absolutely God. not. I think, dude, uh, dude, dude, pull us out of this. For the okay. love of God, just, just save us. Um. So I, I really enjoy having this type of song in the competition. I think that Riley hits a certain market, which is the teen girl teeny bop market. And I want to see teen girl teeny boppers fall in love with Eurovision. I understand that this is not something that everyone will enjoy, but I don't know if you recall that Saturday Night Live skit, Wells for Boys, where they have the line, yeah, this isn't for you. Not everything is for you. And I think that this is what Riley is. It's not for everyone. It doesn't have to be. He's hitting a specific market that's going to end up loving Eurovision. And that's one reason I really enjoy this song. My only concern is whether he can nail the vocals at a live performance. Yeah. You you just took a lot of my talking points. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact like I I including I'm, wells for boys. No, I was <laughs> No, as, as as soon as dudes started talking about teen girls, I just kind of went, teen girl squad, cheerleader, so-and-so, Riley, the other one. And and now I'm not going to be able to unthink that. So thank you for that, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I fully admit that, you know, as somebody in their late 30s, like this song is not marketed for me. And that's okay. Like I, I, there are other things that I will absolutely go nuts for. This is not marketed towards me. And it is what it is. If, if every single song was marketed towards me and my personal taste, this would be an incredibly boring contest that wouldn't have lasted as long as it has and that's okay i i find the song fun and fluffy and and sweet and cotton candy it's like you know once i'm done done consuming it it dissolves and on to the next thing it's kind of like his hair it's called fluffy and everything and i i also have concerns about the high use of technical tricks in the vocals uh, at least in the studio version of what we saw at uh, the danish national final i don't know what's going to be able to be carried over to the main show i don't know if the mix is going to have to change at all i'm curious slash concerned concernious what's is there is there a word in in english for concerned and curious or is that strictly something that would be in german i i just i'm intrigued by this song but in the same way that i am intrigued in a piece of modern art in a museum that's like this i don't necessarily get what you're trying to go for but my eyes kind of fallen on it and okay now on to the next i'm happy it's here but for me it's on to the next derek what about you having sat with this for a while i'm i'm kind of intrigued at the narrative of the song more than anything in this idea that clearly he's gotten out of a relationship that ended very badly and the whole point of the song is we could go back to the beginning and start over and do this all again and you're just gonna hurt me again and it's just that's kind of an odd thing it almost has like an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind sort of vibe to it which i think is a bit more sophisticated than like a lot of the love songs we get at eurovision usually it's you broke my heart now i hate you or you broke my heart and i want to get back together again and that's kind of it so I, I find that really intriguing. I still, do we have any idea if they're going to let him do all the uh, auto-tuning stuff? I assume not. I mean, 
it's it's a question of lead vocals have to be live. Yeah. But, you know, we kind of had this question when uh, Joust uh, and Alexander Wallman performed Grab the Moment back in that would have been That's 2017. Right. But he was actually you know, what is That was looping. I mean, it's... A... Yeah, we also had this question with Netta when Netta was performing. Yeah, and she got, well, that she was got a, a no that on that. Yeah, 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 that was And that was looping, yeah. Live looping. They didn't uh, let a live loop, though. Is he allowed no, to have, didn't. like, a they lead didn't. track? Yeah. So I don't know. I'd prefer Are to they not. Just gonna, yeah. I, I think in the in the terms in the context of the contest, if like if you want to do it on an album or a live show, sure, whatever. But I think in a contest setting where it's about the song, he should have to sing and we should hear his voice. Mm -hmm. And I think if we invite this, oh, you can modulate your voice all you want and do all this other stuff. And it's like, well, then any schmuck can just come up and start singing and we can just auto tune it. And so it sounds good. I feel like it sort of undermines the purpose of what the contest is about. And that's and that's mm -hmm. a, a minor thing. And I think we could argue about that all we want. I think in this case it is it's light and it's fun i think he has a very specific niche he's targeting and i think it's going to be not as big as maybe it needs to be i think it kind of hurt him that he's opening the final or the semi mm. because i think there are other songs that are going to overshadow it fairly quickly whereas if he got put like sixth or seventh he'd have a much better shot so i like that this i like that the contest is skewing younger i like that it's bringing in these new perspectives i think we can it's really easy to get caught up in you know traditions and old styles and artists who were famous you know 10 15 years ago and coming in on name recognition alone and here's like here's a young person he's got a whole new thing and he's bringing in k-pop that we don't really hear that much and it's insanely popular like why shouldn't we have stuff like this here so this one is this one's going to be interesting down the road like three four years from now we can look back at it and say what kind of effect did this song have or what did it portend to happen mm -hmm. versus how well is it going to do this year necessarily daniel danny what are you going to try to I'm going to try to keep my opinion as uh, succinct as possible, but it is frankly, I am flabbergasted that everyone on this podcast seems to have questions about the viability of this song. I think this song is a skyrocket. I think it's through to the final, no question. And I think even if it does poorly, it's going the Rosalind pipeline. This thing we are going to hear on the radio here in about six months. This is extremely radio ready. He has a look that is his extremely star ready you know it's like i can't believe timothy chalamet decided to branch out to do k-pop adjacent radio hits <laughs> i have faith relative faith that they'll be able to do a live version of this that at least approximates the feel and the texture of his vocals i really like this song is that just by virtue that i'm the youngest person on this podcast and i am like i'm i'm gonna say at age 32 i i <laughs> like i'm not a child but i still extremely enjoy this song i have to agree with you derek though that the lyrical content is a step up in terms of sophistication i i, I love that judgment like it the lyrics are not brainless for a song that that sounds like this it's really reassuring if this doesn't if this song in particular does not qualify for the final i will be more shocked at eurovision than i will have been in years that's it for the record just because i'm saying this song isn't necessarily to my taste i'm not saying it's yeah. not going to qualify i'm not oh, no, i'm no, not no, too no. Yes. worried about its shot i think especially with the pure televote aspect of yeah. this pure uncut televote my, oh, my only yeah. concern about it qualifying is just like in the betting odds it's right it like it's, it's tied with poland and they're both kind of considered non-qualifiers doubly which is weird and i you know kind of looking at people's reactions online it's kind of mid-table like no one seems super excited about it so i don't know what that means because like, those people aren't like the broader voting public 
they seem completely yeah, connected from the from the youth side and that is like 50% of who consumes all music anyway yeah yeah i mean these these betting odds are 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 young are younger potential viewers and voters are they betting no. yeah probably not because who the kids if, love to bet <laughs> But but this is going to bring in people who aren't considered in those betting odds or who aren't already in the fan community exactly. because they're going to come in as fans of Riley. It's it's the same way that people like Theos get into uh, the finals of Melfest because they have this really huge, young, teenage, largely uh, female fan base behind them. And there's such Teen a really fan base. There is a <laughs> there is a core part of the equation that I feel like a lot of these tastemakers are blind to or are ignorant of. And I feel like this song can only profit off of that fact. Eric? R really quick. I, oh. the sorry, the fandom, <laughs> the fandom for this is just an unknown quantity. And that's like, there's no way to predict what this is going to do. This could win the semi, for all we know. Well, there's another song we're going to talk about in a bit. I know. I think, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I agree with Danny. I, I think I think people are really, a lot of people are sleeping on this. I'm a couple months shy of 40, and I love this song. I think it's fantastic. It's very Troy Sivan, who I'm a huge fan of. I, I think his online following, and I know a lot of it is outside of the Eurovision space. He's very, very big in South Korea, uh, for instance, and they do get to vote. They're there, they have the, the rest of the world vote, just like everybody else, like America, that is <laughs> able to, to go this year. But I, I really think that there is a universal appeal to a certain demographic to this song. I, I also agree with Derek. I, I don't think going first is doing it any favors. I, I understand the concerns about the, about the vocals, but I think they'll figure that out. And I think the song is really, really, really good and really catchy. And, uh, and, as a couple of you have also said, you know, I'm not scared to love you, but I'm scared of breaking my heart is is uh, a, a really, really strong sentiment. You know, uh, it's a it's a great vibe of a song. It really is, uh, I think, excellent. It, it's one of my favorites this year. And uh, I, I, I am always surprised. I talked several times last week about those videos that that uh, that people talk about their top 37 and, and that sort of thing. This one doesn't do well in those either. And I really think I really think people are sleeping on it. I think it's going to get into the final easily. And I think the final result is going to be pretty good, too. All right. Well, that uh, any other lingering thoughts on Breaking My Heart by Riley? All right, then let's let's go to another. Oh, well, let's say this is going to be an understated, quiet, subtle song with nothing to really talk about. I'm sure we'll just go breeze right through this. It's Croatia. The song Mama Sic by Letri. Derek, uh, let's hear a clip. Mama ljubila morona. Mama ljubila morona. Mama ljubila morona. Okay, now that is Mama Sic by Let Three from Croatia. Uh, now this band actually is older than most of the contestants in this year's competition. They actually formed as a band in the city of Rijeka back in 1987. Technically, the band actually predates the country. So, yeah, that, that puts oh. things in perspective, doesn't it? Okay. So Yugoslavia is back in the contest. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so they've released 10 studio albums. Granted, one of those 10 albums was actually completely blank, uh, and it still sold out. <sighs> And another one of those 10 studio albums, only one single copy was made. <laughs> 
very uh very, very Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang of them. Yeah. They're famous for their antics both on and off the stage. Uh they were once arrested for public decency for, for performing completely in the buff. In 2006, the band's legal defense that they had not technically been naked because they had corks up their butts did not convince a judge. They were found guilty and each member was fined about the equivalent of about 50 euro. So, mama sh- Dude, once we stop giggling about, you know, corks up the butts, what are your thoughts? I love this song. I love this band. It is absolutely amazing. To put it in context, earlier this year when we had Ireland's selection, there was a ton of press in the UK around Johnny Rotten and, you know, showing up at Eurovision. And he tried to show up with a song which was not very good. Uh, But if we're talking about punk rock at Eurovision, that's what Let Three are bringing. It is a protest song. I'm still kind of amazed that the EBU is letting it in because even though it mentions no names, it's clearly about Putin and Russia. And it's a really clever and fun anti-war song so everything about this is a hit for me the lyrics the staging the tractors it's just tens across the board uh derek i believe it's your turn to uh to kick us off for our our side how about you what do you think let me start by saying i really appreciate their intent and i love (laughs) i love the theatrics and the pageantry of it I mean, I get what they're doing. They're clowning, obviously. I I think the song is just really hollow. I think it's all just on the surface and there's nothing underneath it. And for the topic that they're going after, it just, the lyrics are just mom bought a tractor, mom bought a tractor, mom bought a tractor, like that just over and over again. And that's it. And I'm like, okay, well, what else do you got? And we had like Hatari, <laughs> sent that in a Japanese way. Like you look at the lyrical content of that song and they're like pulling from all these like kind of fascist speeches and there's a lot of like kind of uh, metaphorical language in that and this one it's just it's we just got the one line and that and that's it and then we're just gonna wear these ridiculous outfits on stage and paint mustaches like we're Groucho Marx and it just feels like college kid nonsense you know like it just doesn't have any sophistication to it and I want to like it more and I respect their intent but you guys are just kind of screwing around and I can't take this seriously. It's insanely popular. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why I'm the odd one out on this one. We've only had two opinions so far. No, I mean, like, in yeah, terms and, of, like, and, the, and odd, the odd one. The number of the people online who buzz, it. even. Online buzz is crazy. It's gotten, like, more views than just about every other song on YouTube. Like, what is it about this? I don't know, Danny. In terms of everything from its artistic intent to the feeling that I get from this song to my want to intellectually appreciate it to my dislike of this song and even to the online response. Derek, you took the words exactly out of my mouth. I don't have anything to add. Nothing. You and I have the exact same opinion on this song. Exact. Eric? Wow. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I I think... I think yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's I I love that it's here. I love that there's a song like this that that gets people talking. It because it can get people who are outside of the Eurovision sphere talking, which is a good thing for business, as it were. I, I like the message. I like that the EBU doesn't seem to care that about what the message clearly is. 
I think that's kind of funny. I really enjoy the avant-garde-ness of it. It's it's a it's it is very punk. It's it's a song that I don't go out of my way to listen to. And I think maybe that maybe the some of the reasons that Derek and Danny were talking about might might have something to do with that, but at the same time, I I just have a lot of appreciation for this and I love the the amount of uh, feather uh, ruffling it's going to it's going to do and that and that's great. This is this is wild. My other big question about this song uh it just has to do with their 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 antics like what are, are we gonna see their wieners well i mean oftentimes like, your is run on a bit of a delay so i mean <laughs> I'm just, say, do we have that classic nbc tape delay i'm just saying I'll, they have a propensity to do wieners. Yeah, some capital s shenanigans <laughs> yeah could they come out in thongs i mean is that allowed i i mean uh yes Possibly? the old croatian thong approach yeah banana hammock the show i mean i i i hmm i i, I don't know what time the watershed is and i mean if, if if a woman is allowed to be out there in a thong which why why not a bunch that's of right equality but Sam. We've, we've sorry just to to note we've also technically had nudity it was recorded nudity on stage when yes. ivan ivan and the wolf and he was completely naked petting that wolf um yeah Bella Very true. like 2013 i think yeah uh, 16, 16, 16. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Some, yeah. I something. thought you were talking about the statue uh, and... of David that they blew up with Czechia <laughs> last year. Uh, and I also think that there was some, some, some buttage, uh, shown in, uh, a interval. It wasn't, it was like a commercial, like a comedy bit that they did. Uh, I want to say this was in Sweden as well. You know, it was basically just a guy skinny dipping, jumping into a pond. And then there was also moms with the, with yeah, the there was. wolf. Yeah, there was. Yeah. 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 There oh, sure was. Oh, yeah. It was Yuri jumped into a, a hole in the ice in a lake ah. and you they pixelated oh. his butt though oh. that was a postcard i remember we, did, we didn't get the pooty poot no we did not we didn't get the magus <laughs> mehulia yeah oh <laughs> well, hey sam what's your verdict uh, on this one here yeah. i i kind of swing back and forth i realize it's it's super simplistic but in a case where 90% of, of viewers are not going to be able to understand Croatian. They're using very simple language, you know, tractora, uh, morona, uh, mama, you know, it's so, so there are words that kind of cut across psychopaths, you know, crocodilski psychopath, you know, that that's, these are these are words that seem somewhat universal. So I guess they're using the tools that they have at hand to try to create something that is very universal. And it's not like punk songs are known for being the paragons oh. of of complexity of 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 compositional complexity. It's a couple of chords, a couple of minutes, and a message. So with that being said, that's very much that sort of pure punk. It's it's a fascinating kind of. I'm thrilled that it's here because I feel like Croatia has been a little bit sort of meh the last couple of years, either meh or just like completely gone off in the in the wrong direction. I'm sorry, Jakudek, but what what what? It um, did well. It did well. I know, but I, I I'm 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 always happy to see a country take itself by the shoulders, shake things up a bit, and go. What are you doing? Change things up and and they 
they did. I could see why this is divisive. I could see why people don't like it. I could see why people can call it simplistic, but I'm thrilled it's here. And I smile when I listen to it and I see what they're going for. So this is a bit of a deep cut, but this kind of reminds me in terms of the subversiveness of what's going to be allowed and not of a national final song from 2008. It's either called I or I Want You Back, depending on, you know, where you're looking. Uh, and it was Henri Jokatsa who eventually represented George in 2012. Basically, he walked onto stage dressed as Stalin and throughout the course of the song ended up being stripped down into, you know, Soviet colored hot pants and then even beyond that into the sort of um, tidy whiteies and, and, you know, white undershirt kind of a thing. And it was subversive, but it was oblique enough that like you knew exactly what he was going for but what it I, I don't know if it would have also gotten the the treatment that we don't want to put in did that same year and it just reminds me of that also the song is insane make sure that you take a moment and look that up on youtube just Andre jokad say i want you back or Andre jokad's a gay stalin song that's another way that you can find that um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's your deep cut of the week for me. This song, I've said this a lot a couple uh, this year. I'm probably going to say it again in the same episode. That I'm both confused and enthralled by this. That's that's all I can say at the end of it. <sighs> I, I feel like I need to just come back in with a defense. Please. Of, of some of this. Does the song have simplistic lyrics? The answer is yes, but it's written as a lullaby. It's written, and I know it's weird to have the concept of a punk lullaby, but it is written as a lullaby, like from a child's perspective, singing about the mother. So, of course, it's going to have simplistic lyrics. That makes mm. sense to me. Is it not referencing certain things enough? I disagree with that. I mean, the whole tractor, the whole tractor metaphor comes from a tractor that the dictator of Belarus sent to Vladimir Putin. So it's really commenting on the larger sphere of Russian influence in Eastern Europe and what that means. The crocodile psychopath, crocodile, like Boris Johnson is called Vladimir Putin a crocodile. So there are references in there that may not be evident, but they're there. And I think people in Eastern Europe are hopefully going to pick up on these and rest of worlds. I'm hoping they'll treat it like they treat treated last year's Serbian entry uh, in Corpore Sano, where you don't know what's going on. You may not understand the message, but boy, are you having a great time just absorbing it. Yeah, this is definitely going to catch people's attention. This is not going to have a subtle staging that people aren't going to be, you know, th this isn't going to wash over people. This will, this what is if it's probably... literally all of them like huddled around a piano? And it's staged like the best Eurovision love ballad. What if they? What if they come with that? Only if we know if the, if they've revealed to the commentator commentators uh, that they are still wearing corks up their butts. I see. Yeah. What if they muster up the single tear right at the end? I would love that. Ah, deuce point. Deuce point. <laughs> shall we shall we roll over to uh, another song with uh, certainly current current themes just presented very very differently yeah on paper the flow from croatia to switzerland is not what you would expect it to be but uh yeah let's let's roll on with remo for with the song water gun representing switzerland here's a clip where do we go we go i don't wanna be a soldier soldier I don't wanna have to play with real blood We ain't playing now Can turn around No water guns No, no 
All right. So that is Water Gun from Switzerland, singer Remo Forer. Forer? 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 I don't know what. He's from St. Gallen, and I'm not exactly sure what the, the linguistic heritage of that part of Switzerland is, if that's more the German-speaking side or not. But Remo is 21 years old. He's the winner of season three of The Voice of Switzerland. Also participated on the German version of I Can See Your Voice. Uh, so he's, he's experienced in televised musical competition. But this is his track for Eurovision. Dude, you want to kick us off here? Wow, this is a miss. This is possibly the... I, I cannot find the words to describe how wrong this song is. I don't want to take it out on Remo because he's a voice winner who was selected internally for his voice. He didn't write the song. The song was written by three people, two of whom are British, one of whom is Polish. And I have the feeling that they shopped this around Europe and kind of tried to find a singer to match it. And it, for me, this is the worst part about what your vision is, where you kind of have a generic song matching a generic voice. And the reason why it's so offensive to me is because you've got a generic song, a generic voice, supposedly singing about the current issues in it with an anti-war song, but it's from the guy representing Switzerland, who haven't been involved in a conflict, in international conflict since like 1465, who have a clear position on neutrality, who are currently having a debate on whether or not their weapons, they have weapons manufacturers, whether or not their weapons can be used in the Ukraine-Russia uh, battle. For me, it it is just absolutely awful. It's kind of like Switzerland is saying, wow, it's so great not to have war and we're not going to do anything about that except to send a song that says fighting is bad it's a cop-out and it's really really awful but i like uh rebo sings it well okay yeah danny i believe the cycle falls to you now it sure does well first off i want to defend switzerland because <laughs> they're neutral <laughs> so they can't defend themselves um, <laughs> i think it's a little mean to insist that just because you're from switzerland you can't have a informed opinion on the war in ukraine but that's not why i hate this song i hate this song because it's dumb i, I for it having two english songwriters i'm amazed because it's has some of that classic Eurovision lyrical clunkiness that I think is very inelegant. Like when it's like, I don't want to play with real blood. It's like, what? So uh, fake blood? Like, you know, like how kids do? Like what's going on here? You know, like, you know how when you're a kid and you play, you know, cops and robbers, uh, you know, you have your fake blood on hand. It's just weird. I understand that there's like a metaphor that they're really trying to go for, but it's a metaphor that falls apart lyrically. I can't believe that Switzerland almost hit a grand and slam with between Luca and uh, between Luca and John's tears, you know, they had two really great years and they decided to stick with the sad boys. So we've had three Swiss sad boy submissions and it's not, you know, John's tears is one thing because, you know, that was good and it wasn't in English. And there's something about both this one and Marius Bear were really trying to be the socially conscious ballad, but it just isn't working for me. And I think there's something a little bit... Yeah. 
I don't want to be insulting and say, ooh, when you try to bring in a social issue, it's mad cringe, bro. You know, like, I, I don't want to I don't want to say that. But unfortunately, in order to bring in a social issue, for it to be palatable to me, you have to have a lot of artistry behind it. Otherwise, it does feel like you've just included it to snag some jury points. And unfortunately for them, no jury this year to help you out in the semifinal. So I kind of think that this one's going down the drain. Eric? Are you going to be nice to them for once? Nope. I don't hate it to be clear. I I don't I don't hate it. It's more middle of the pack for me. But but uh what dude said about it being shopped around, I bet that's exactly right. It 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 does it does feel like one of those. And that's and that's the issue. And I'm really glad generally speaking that a lot of countries seem to be moving away from this sort of thing. But but Switzerland yeah, you can tell most of the time. Because really and, and the reason for that I think is because and we've talked about this you want a song that couldn't have been sung by anybody else. You want that genuine factor. We mm-hmm. talk about yep. that all the time. Yep. This just doesn't have that. And it, it really screams that, again, honestly, because it is Switzerland, saying uh, what is his name? Ferrero Rocher? Uh, <laughs> well, he's Swiss. Of you were sitting on that joke for my entire tirade. Oh, I've you. been sitting on it for like a month. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, Ferrero Rocher, he's a, he, he, is, he is a good singer. He, he does sing it really well. Uh, I just, I wish, I wish he'd gotten a better song. Maybe one that, that, that he had some involvement with that wasn't just, just given to him. Because, because this song could have been sung by just about anyone. And the fact that it's being sung by a Swiss guy and a white guy saying, I don't want to be a soldier, that's really easy for him to say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like... <sighs> It doesn't come across as genuine because it's not. It's not a bad song. It's in no way a bad performance, but it really does kind of kind of ring hollow. And yet I'm terrified because it is well done. This is going to knock something really good out of the final because it's in semi one. And I don't know. Switzerland just has a good rep. <sighs> I hope it doesn't, and that's not a that's not a knock on the song itself. I just think that there's so much more creativity and interesting content in that second semi, first semi. I'm just gonna say things that are wrong. <laughs> Switzerland is one of my favorite Asian countries uh, in the contest, <laughs> but I uh, yeah, this this is not it for for me. I mean, I feel like you're you're taking a lot of my talking points. The fact that this. Sorry. I, I mean, I listened to all the songs that we were going to cover this morning just to kind of refresh my memory. That being said, I don't remember the song. I remember saying, oh, his voice is nice. His voice is a lot more mature and deep and interesting than I would expect from a, a 21-year-old who's still, you know, probably working on his craft. The You're vocals... saying this guy is younger than Riley? The... Yes. My God. Yes. He's literally half of a Gustav in age. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, like, my brain actually goes to the Greek song when I'm trying to remember what the Swiss song sounds like. Ironically, a singer who also has a super mature voice who's only 16. But that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about Greece some other time. But the, the song, and I was looking at the resume of one of the songwriters, Ashley Hicklin. And I'm, again, I'm not insulting the singer specifically, but I'm just, this is the style of songs that we have gotten from Ashley Hicklin in the past. So Watergun, we had River from Achman last year from Poland. The Austrian Amen in 2021. Las Cantos Universo. Mm-hmm. Yuri Vaklenko, Run with the Lions. Axel Hersu, Mother from 2014. Oh oh and God, Me and My Guitar, one. also from Belgium in 2010. So these very male, middle of the road, 
kind of wash over you really i liked river a lot that's the only one in that whole group though because i mean keep in mind that one Ackman co-wrote and also had a different lyrical quality to or a different vocal style and quality to it everything else was just sort of middle of the road and with the exception of me and my guitar me and my guitar all of them failed to qualify it was just me and my guitar and River were the only two to make it through. Granted, Run With The Lines did come in 11th in a year that was interesting. But the song is just, it's not memorable. It's, I've, I've ranted and raved so many times about playing to the middle and how people don't respond to that. You have to ruffle feathers in a way that people will be engaged with. Unfortunately, this is ruffling feathers in the content that the three of you have already discussed and it's just leaving this you know when i want a swiss entry you know i i i look for that really good swiss chocolate instead i'm stuck with american chocolate the kind that kind of tastes like like barf a little bit when i really want a ferrero rocher or a a you know a <laughs> you know a leonidas or whatever a really good swiss brand of chocolate is like you know the kind like some really good lint truffles or something like that man i could really go for a lint truffle right now anyway the, i see what they're trying to go for however no Switzerland, sit on the naughty step and think about what you've done. Derek, over to you. Yeah, I kind of like it, actually. <gasps> so what's next? You tell us. <laughs> no, oh, it's... Um, go well, on. <laughs> yeah, next up is San Marino. No, please talk more about Switzerland so we don't have to go to San Marino quite yet. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm an outlier in that I kind of like the sad boy ballads. Uh, a lot of the songs that you listed, I'm like, hey, I like that song. I like me and my guitar and all the others. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Didn't really care for River that much. I think this one... This one oddly reminds me a lot of Pink Floyd's The Wall, which is a weird comparison, but it just kind of has that notion of being a child during war or kind of that, like the, the way we envision it. And then when we grow up and we realize it's it's a much different thing than what we imagined it would be. I think that's very interesting. And it doesn't, it kind of like, yeah, not playing with real blood and returning into body bags. And like, okay, it's not shying away from the realities of it. And I guess maybe because I watched All Quiet on the Western Front and I sort of saw a lot of parallels in that too. You have these young idealists people who think it's going to be fun in games and they get there and then they're all killed i think his voice is really good i like here like in marius bear too i just i like their voices even if the songs are just sort of okay i kind of enjoy it when it comes on and if we're going to argue about like oh this country shouldn't be sending this song i think we could name every country and say well do you remember what you did here belgium in the congo the uk a lot of places really mm. <laughs> Shouldn't you be not sending songs like this? The United States? What are you Name talking one about? bad thing that uh, Ireland has ever done. And you're not allowed to talk about the last hundred years, though. <laughs> Wild youth. Wild youth. <laughs> <laughs> How was All Quiet, by the way? It's excellent. Should watch yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, good. Really good movie. This is um, a movie show. I don't think <laughs> this has any chance of qualifying, now. even if uh, everyone thinks it will. I think I'm, I'm think... terrified that it's going to knock out something great. I really am. It's I, not. It's. <laughs> I, I, I hope not. Uh, uh, yeah, this I, I don't want this sort of song to be rewarded. I guess I I'm very I'm reassured that there's no jury hand in this semifinal. But at the same time, I'm terrified that if it wins, then that means that the tastes of Europe are so divorced from our American taste. Like, well, that's fine. I would say if there was a jury, this would probably qualify. But since there's not, yes. there's no chance. I know. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the pain. Probably. Part. All right. Shall we roll over to our next country then? Yeah, roll over's right. 
It's San Marino, everyone. Uh, Sam, who is it? All right. Uh, yep, San, San Marino. San Marino. Hey. Dan Marino? I thought he retired. Uh, anyway, yes, the band representing San, San Marino, Marino this year uh, peaked Jax with the song Like an Animal. Uh, Derek, why don't we play a clip? Okay, so that was a clip of Like an Animal by Pete Jacks, who will be representing the most serene republic of San Marino. They are performing in slot number 12 in semifinal number two. They are an Italian-based rock band, I believe from Tuscany, formed in 2006. They now have four studio albums released, primarily recording in English, it seems. And just as a bit of a disclaimer, a new version of Like an Animal is set to be released in early April. So we are basing our review on the version that we've heard so far, primarily the live performance at San Marino's national final unless one of us has access to a clip that none of, none of the rest of us do not me no I'm seeing shaking heads nobody has any uh, inside info okay so we'll we'll have that disclaimer hanging in the air but dude what say you so I'm glad to be talking to a bunch of Americans at the moment so I can say remember like Skinamax those late night films on Cinemax that were like kind of softly erotic I'm so glad that this is how we started out I'm completely on board with you <laughs> keep going can we move San Marino to the front of the can I just edit this so San Marino comes first so we can talk about the front <laughs> ah. keep going dude keep going for me, Like an Animal is a song that should appear in one of those movies. It's a very, I would Your say, sexy kind of... Sexy eyes. Your yeah, it's... It's it's a very specific type of eroticism that is not erotic in the slightest. <laughs> If, again, bringing up Saturday Night Live, like, if you had the, the Will Ferrell, the, the Night, Night at the Roxbury guys, yeah. like, they would be so into this song, and they yeah. would be telling women, like, oh, I can smell you like an animal. It is the biggest turnoff this year. Yes. So... I feel like I know that there are some people who like it. And if that's your thing, that's great. Not my thing. Not into it. And I just uh, want to leave the room or the vicinity of where I could be smelt whenever it comes on. Oh, oh Eric. Oh. <laughs> this song sucks. Uh, I... I don't, this is, I don't like this in any way. I would like, I, I think, yeah, Skinamax closing credits is is about right. I would like to highlight some of the terrible lyrics of this song. There's the smelling thing. And I feel like there was an attempt to like do a lot of animal metaphors or whatever, it, at least in the first verse before they gave up. And I want to think that the pitch meeting was something like, all right, we need to name some animals. Snake, cool. What's another one? Butterfly, cool. What's another one? I don't know. Just go back to snake. The snake's Snake again. Snake again. That's good. That's probably fine. That's good. We're good. Uh, th those are the two animals that there are, and uh, we're going to sing about them, and uh, this woman that I am ostensibly trying to have sex with is like those two. This sucks. I, I San Marino's national final was rough, as it as it often is uh, in terms of quality. Uh, and, I mean, when you when you have more songs than people, it's not going to be the super strong field. You, you know what I mean? But no, I can't believe this won anything. It's just gross and bad. It's gross and bad. And even in semi two, even in semi two, 
It's a disaster. Sam, I'm done. I'm curious to see what the revamp will do and how much it'll change, if at all. Is it just going to be, you know, a studio quality pile of poo or is it, you know. Pile of poo, though. All right. So, so, so I, I, yeah, this uh, sleaze. I, I just, I, I, I read the lyrics. I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, oh God, I just need to take a shower and not in like, oh, I need some alone time. No, I just need to get the, the skis off of me. It's, it's a, ew, just flesh crawl, immediate, just clench. No, the musicality of it, the first 20 seconds, I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. That's sort of mid range, sort of easily accessible kind of rock, but then it doesn't go anywhere. It's that same pattern over and over. It doesn't build on itself. It doesn't have any sort of dynamic structure to it. It's, it's no key change or anything like that not to say that a key change is the key to success but it just stays there it just stays in the same grody gear and i'm like no you're just you're just it's just three minutes and i'm like are we still listening to this am i not in a shower yet it just it just no i i wanted to like this and then i started actually listening to it and i'm not expecting much from this revamp because you can only you can only put so much glitter on your source material uh-huh i hope to be proven wrong can i can i just say really quick sam i don't mm. know that there's a that there's a nastier insult to a song than i wanted to uh, like this song and then i listened to it <laughs> i'm that's so happy brutal. i get to have opinions that's, i'm <laughs> that's brutal I, I love it oh yeah this I, I, <laughs> this was this was i really liked the part before the music started like, was... <laughs> it's like the first the first couple of seconds i'm like okay i see where this is going and then it took a, a distinct turn down and it stayed there derek take it away please just oh, take this god. away from I me i swear to god if derek likes this derek's liking it he's smiling oh god he's chuckling quietly to himself oh no no i don't like it okay everybody just let's just spare you the, <sighs> the tension on that one i don't want this to be a precedent to be set but god sometimes i wish the ebu would come back and be like no you not this year not with this you you can't we have a reputation we need to uphold and never mind that's worse than what sam said <laughs> <laughs> and, and i don't want them to do that but part of me every year and not every year but every now and again there's a song that comes out and i'm just like no somebody somewhere should have said guys we need to put a stop to this uh we can't we can't do this anymore and there's nothing there's absolutely nothing of value here it's just i can't even call them decent amateurs like i, I don't like nothing about this is innovative or interesting it's and i i understand it's trying to be like sexy and cool but it just comes off as really creepy it is neither of those things yeah leisure it's leisure suit larry oh, yeah. oh god sam coming in with the video game reference <laughs> An old school video I, game. I like it. I, I don't know what else to say about this. I it it's just I there wasn't a whole lot to pick from. I I have to imagine there was at least one song that was better than this. There was the song that came in second place would have possibly uh, yeah. qualified. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. That I I, I can't add any more to this. I I just mm -hmm. want it to go away. And, it and that's Danny. our show. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, I have talked in the past about how. For a couple of years there, Czechia's trademark was sort of this um, boys who want up on that, but in a variety of songs that were sort of musically accomplished and that were, you know, if you thought about them, they had like a whiff of skis about them, but it was just like, ah, it's cute boy wants to get in your bed kind of song. Last year, Czechia sort of decided to go, ah, whatever. It's a, uh, it, it, we're keeping that same sort of like musical accomplishment, but we're advancing the idea of the romantic storyline. For the past two years, Sam, Marino has decided that uh, that style of uh, 
sort of uh, rock song needed much more sleaze. We needed to smell the strip club in the song. And so for the past two years, San Marino has sent us uh, two really knock them out of the park garbage songs. And I'm really glad because this year, San Marino gets to occupy the space on my mantle that has been shared by such illustrious entrants as uh, Finland's Jezebel and uh, and Estonia's The Lucky One in the realm of the song that I can't listen to enough because it's so bad. I, I, I love listening to this song. When I hear this one come up, I'm like, ah, yeah, swell me like an animal. Yeah, give me to that that stupid <laughs> guitar solo. It's so it's so garbage. It's ah, oh, I love this. When I when I hear him get to like that second chorus, right when the guitars are squealing, it's just like when Uku Savisto was like better off alone. Like it's so it's this this is a, a favorite of this year to the point where I listen to this more than I listen to a bunch of songs that are like middling. Like I, like given the choice between Pete Jacks or like. I don't know, like break a broken heart. I'm listening to Peak Jacks, baby. Like this is so monstrous. I cannot believe I'm going to say, how dare you slander the good name of Ukusu (laughs) Vista on this show. Like it's so we, we have beautiful, a semi-ironic beautiful. love of that song. I, I and and I, I'm totally with you on that. I am not with you on this. I this encourage is, this you to trash. listen to this song again. This is trash. Just listen to this song pretending like you are no. wearing a gold chain necklace Sir, front Sir. row at a strip club, the no. worst one you can go to. No. That's it. I love you guys so much. <laughs> Sorry, I, I really, I really yes. just need to jump in and object Please. to your characterization of last year's San Marino entry as sleazy strip club. Like, it's weird that you have a song called Stripper, which is less sleazy than Like an Animal. And I would yes. argue, yes. I would argue that there is a performance art element around Achille Lauro. He sings the song from the perspective of both genders. There's a lot of stuff going on in that, which is very smart as opposed to an Axe body spray commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's this the is fact that this, this one is, is even so earnest. That's the th- and that's the thing about the lucky one and Jezebel is that man, they're trying real hard. They're trying real hard to make this a fun song, you know. And this is ooh, mwah, the fromage, the Velveeta dripping off of this. Oh, oh my so god! Oh I, my yeah, gosh. I I didn't realize that they would ask the question: What if stripper was worse? <laughs> You scientists thought about if you could, not if you should. That's right. Oh God! Can can can, can we go? Can we go to the winner of this year's contest, please? We can- <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. Last song. Last song in our litany this year, or this episode, I should say. We we are talking about Austria. The time has come for us to figure out who the hell is Edgar. Tia and Selena, what say you? Derek, play us a clip. So that is Who the Hell is Edgar by Taya and Selena representing Austria this year. They are running number 13 in semifinal two, interestingly enough, right after Pete Jack's Like an Animal. 
Jesus. Uh, so Theodora Spirich, or Thea Devi, Thea, is from Vienna, uh, had been previously shortlisted to be either Austria or Serbia's representative in 2020. So basically she had sent the song to Serbia, no, sorry, to Austria. They're like, close, but no. She translated it into Serbian, sent it to the Serbian national final and entered it there where she made it to the televised round. Of course, that was 2020. It wouldn't have gone anyway. She's getting her chance here. She met Selena while they were both participating on the show Star Mania, so another televised vocal talent show. Selena Maria Edbauer is from Styria. She'd also performed on The Voice of Germany. She had also submitted the song for Austria's internal selection back in 2019. And the two created the song in a songwriting camp earlier this year. So... Dude, what do you think of who the hell is Edgar? This may be 13th in the running order, but it's number one in my heart. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I think, I mean, the singing is spot on. It's got the TikTok ready dance. But the thing that I really enjoy about it is that it hooks you in with something ridiculous, Edgar Allan Poe. And then it has a message in it about the economic costs of being a songwriter and how the current music industry is set up so that artists actually don't get a lot of money from their work when it is consumed. It reminds me, and, and I know I've already mentioned this, but Constructa's Incorpore Sano, where it gets you with a Meghan Markle reference, but then it's about Serbia's healthcare system. So the song is, is fantastic. It's funny. It's catchy. And if I could, I would make my ringtone the moment in the song when they go, Ugh. just that sigh of exhaustion. It's such a beautiful thing to hear in a Eurovision song. So much fun. I, you're touching on a lot of the points that I would have brought up. The yeah. fact that it is yeah. it is ridiculous, but it has this really deep and, and earnest and relevant message. Also the idea of, you know, we're not being recognized unless we are, you know, hiding behind the, a male a male name that also kind of brings up as well. Through Edgar Allan Poe, who's just an interesting character in his own right. And, and just this, but I think the thing that I love most about this is the fact that it feels, even though it's produced within an inch of its life, it's still feels very natural and free-flowing and organic. I mean, this was created, like I said, at a songwriting camp, and it almost feels like Taya and Selena were hard at work trying to come up with some sort of earnest ballad or, or a really, like, in-depth, you know, serious project, and then they went to lunch, and they came back after having a couple too many alm doodlers, and were like, we're just gonna have some fun. We're just gonna put stuff on a page and just jam out and have fun with this, and oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, look what we just came up with while we were just messing around. That's the image that I have in this. It feels like two people who are genuinely having fun, creating this incredibly fun song that you can't help but have fun too, even though the message is real and genuine and, and earnest. And like earnest in a way that is still approachable and not sleazy like Pete Jacks. So, I mean, earnest can work. And it's just catchy. And like, it's, I didn't want to love this as much as I do, but I've had this stuck in my head ever since it was released. Help! Derek, go, please. So last year, I came down really hard on Norway, even though I liked the song a lot because I thought it was super fun, but ultimately it just kind of wasn't really about everything. Anything, this song is what I wanted Norway to be last year. It's ah. super bright and colorful and fun, and it does the thing where it has a very simple dance that anyone can do and probably will do, and I'm looking forward to the live show when the camera cuts to the audience and everyone's doing the hand thing, and it works so well. And then underneath that, there's a very strong message. 
And this song, oddly enough, for being such a fun song, is actually very angry. And I really respect that. I think it has a very clear message. It has a solid position. You know, it gives a lot of details, like the 0.003, if you don't know what that is. It kind of like says, well, go look it up if you don't know this, is kind of the attitude. And I kind of appreciate that. Like, okay, I, I need to do some research. I need to understand this. There's like really clever lines, like gas station champagnes on me, like just yeah. the cheapest, worst alcohol we could get. Like, it's really smart. And I I love the little it's incredibly funny I love the little things that they do in it like the second time they say who the hell is Edgar it gets cut off by the chorus and it's just this small touch that just it just seems really fun and the song is like short it's like two minutes 30 and it doesn't feel short at all like every time it plays I'm like this is exactly the length that it needs to be it does everything it needs to do it's a hell of a lot of fun I'm just gonna listen to it again if this one even by accident I wouldn't fault it (laughs) Or anyone else for that. Daniel. Uh oh. Oh boy. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Um, Danny, I'm. I don't even say it. I'm coming over to kick your butt. <laughs> There's a lot to love about this song. I appreciate like this is a case very unlike Switzerland, where the metaphor or the conceit is set up right away, and it really rings on key. It really resonates well throughout the rest of the song. Every single variation on the sort of humorous satirical conceit established. The idea of having as talented a writer as Edgar Allan Poe behind your hand when you're writing lyrics is established firmly every single time there's a new introduced lyrical idea. My only slight problem with this song, and don't make that face because I really, really like this song, is that there is, I understand that this song is sort of being couched ironically in lowbrow, dance heavy, hyper pop aesthetics. I understand that it's being couched there, and I don't disagree with that at all. But I'm like, why pick Edgar Allan Poe specifically? Because of all the talented writers to sing about, he has a very, a very specific type of literature associated with him that's in stark counterpoint to this song and is not like is it that he's extremely commercial still like he's still very commercially viable he's just very recognized i understand it's because his last name is extremely able to be sung to the beat of this song like is that the only reason why they picked it and i i have the performance of the song is going to be is going to be fine it's going to be good it's that they're dancing i get rubbed the wrong way because the the music video specifically has like the ha 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 isn't it funny an old man is now doing the dance Ha ha ha, old man in office in suit and high tie is also doing fun little TikTok style dance. Ha ha ha. Like it seems like something that you'd see on an insurance commercial. I have to intellectually divorce that from this song because it's like, eh, they probably didn't choose to do that. But it is unfortunately overriding the rest of the song for me, which I intellectually acknowledge is a absolute winner. This is a, a real crackerjack entry. This is really good. Why do I keep fixating on the fact that it's postured perfectly? I don't know. I had the same problem with, with Norway last year, and I felt like I was the wet blanket talking about how I'm old and don't like fun things anymore. And this is fun. This is good. And like Derek, I, I have to agree with you, Derek, that it is ticking all the boxes that give that wolf a banana really want. And by that, I mean like actual artistic 
artistic resonance with the lyrics. I just have weird, weird hangups here and there. And I think it's only because this song is so good that I think it ought to be perfect. And so I feel like my criticisms of it are so much harsher just because it's so close to being perfect. I mean, this is a triumph. It is a success on every level. It, it it's I, I joked at the start of this part about it winning, but I'm when I really think about it. <sighs> I'm starting to believe. I, I, I mean, it. I think it's gonna televote only for the semis. I think it's gonna win semi two. I, I, I don't think that there's anything that's gonna get nearly as many televotes. But let's extrapolate that. I think it could win the 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 televote against just about anything except maybe Lorraine. Uh, like <laughs> like obviously that's the that's the Death Star. It's like none of this is gonna matter. That's just gonna win anyway or or whatever. But I there is this just this song has everything. It 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 has it it has an intellectual approach it has a silly approach I, I i hate to even call it a joke song because joke songs aren't supposed to do this they're not supposed to have these layers to them like this i loved give that wolf a banana i absolutely it's, loved it but i understood isn't a joke though was. like give that wolf a banana that's like a jokey song like it mm -hmm. is just like a big jokey novelty song this is satire and it's really well done satire fair enough okay yes that's uh, fair enough i i it's it, it 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 works on every level. I mean, I think when we get to Saturday, keep an eye on its televote or on its jury vote score. And if it's around two hundred, no way. I, I I'm telling you, I'm here to crush your dreams right now. No way. I'm just saying, if it is, it might it might take it because the televote score is going to be huge. I mean, I that's mean, that's I... about where like I was at with ZTA Buoni. was like, you this think is going to crush the televote the... is going to be huge when we got Lorene the same year. Yes. We're talking about proportions, baby. Yes. This is where I, things like running order come into it. This is where live performance comes in. Have we seen this live? I mean, at time of recording, they were supposed to perform yesterday at the, at the Barcelona preview party and they had to bow out due to, due to illness. We have not heard this live yet. Have we? We have heard them sing some snippets of it live. Like, okay. and oh. as they've been, we're introducing it on, radio they'd, they'd sing the chorus and they sounded pretty good and i feel like some of there there are some moments on there which will be jerry bait the uh, oh mio padre there's a ghost in my body you have to deliver that really well oh yeah 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 you can't phone this in no i i when i say every level i mean i think there i think there really is stuff for the juries in this it in addition to it it really has all of the things it really does check all the boxes it is a piece of art it's brilliant i i I, I'm I'm in awe. Ah 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 ah. I didn't plan that one. It just happened as a ghost. Totally. Anyway, in uh, your body. Yes, yeah, we okay. got it. It's all right. <laughs> it's incredible. Are 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 the worst and best of the week really as cut and dry as they appear to be? No. Um. No. All right. So let's let's start with the bottom. What's what's let's go around mm -hmm. and see what everybody's least favorite was. Uh, dude, as our guest of honor, you of course get to get to go first. I mean, it's Switzerland for me. Although I see the very strong oh. case for San Marino. This is already not going the way I thought. Uh, <laughs> San Marino, go to hell. I'm gonna say, ooh, that's hard. I mean, one is one is. Yeah, they, they're two songs that leave a poor taste in my mouth for very, very different reasons. But I'm going to have to say 
Switzerland. Yeah. That is close. It's close. Ask me in five minutes. It might be different. Derek, what do you say? That Estonian. Uh, no, I mean uh, San Marino. It's San Marino for me. Like, I, you know, I, I adore how much I hate this song. I, I feast off of it. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> nothing Nothing is going to compare to to my love for the lucky one. Like the lucky one is. I've, Nor I've should that, anything. I've put that on so many times. It's so bad. Ah. But this is, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Now for everybody's top, dude, let's start with you. Austria. 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 San Mar- I mean, Austria. No, San- <laughs> oh, God. It's by a nose for me. It's Denmark. It's still, oh. I, I like Denmark. By Respect. a nose. Respect. Just, a, just a touch better. Just a touch better. Mm. There's something to be said about the relatively simpler and more sophisticated type of pop song that Denmark is. But like I said, it's when we're comparing art, it's very tough. And it's by a nose for me this week. Mm, Very true. All right. So for those folks who are just listening to us for the, or listening and hearing about you for the first time, dude, where can people follow your, your musings and your writings? At dudepoints.fun or at (laughs) dudepoints on Twitter. Can personally attest, dude is awesome. Please Mm -hmm. follow her. Her musings are, are always welcome and, and fabulous. And I will continue to watch your old episodes of Only Connect uh, on YouTube. So thank you to those people who are putting that up for for us on on YouTube. Of course, we've got another episode coming up next week. Again, feel free to follow us on social media. Let us know what you think about this this group of songs. What are we completely off base on? What do you agree with us on? We'd love to hear from you. Again, follow us on social media, 12PointsUSA on most Basically, you know where to find us. 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com if you'd like to email us directly. We will be back with you next week. But until then, thanks for listening. I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Edgar. And I've been Denny. And I've been Dude. Thanks, Dude. And until then, hey, America, stop listening now. Oh, I love this chaos. That's it. Uh, two.